Hello, and welcome back to Bo My God. I'm Bo Bradley, and this is episode eight. We are four months into this project, if you can believe it. This week, for the very first time, we're going to have two guests, and I'll give you a hint. They are some of my favorite Washingtonians. But first, let's quickly recap the last episode. So last time on Bo My God, we spoke to Lex Chandra, who's an incredible LGBTQIA plus advocate, content creator, and someone who really has had a profound impact on me and my journey. If you haven't taken the time to listen to that episode yet, I highly recommend it. It's probably more on the heavy side as far as these episodes go, but it's one that's filled with so much love and compassion and knowledge that I think it's definitely worth a listen. Don't forget to give Lex a follow on social media at I am Lex Chandra. Now this week, like I said, we have two guests. We're going to talk all about relationships and specifically queer ones. We're going to sit down with the amazing queer couple, Bo and Tessa. Bo Jerns is a trans-mass non-binary individual whose pronouns are he, they. And our second guest is the badass queer femme, Tess Reyes, whose pronouns are she, her. So Bo is someone I have met through the internet. Thank God for that. And same with Tessa. And they're just two people who have quickly become really good friends and people that I can talk to and relate to and we always just seem to have a good time. So Bo started transitioning medically in June of 2018 with top surgery first and then by starting testosterone and I'm really excited to introduce them to you so I'm just going to jump right in and start asking questions. Thank you guys for being here. How did the two of you meet? We've known who each other are for like 10 years. We went to middle school together in different high schools and have a lot of mutual friends and then in January I slid into Bo's DMs and (laughs) then we started dating. Yeah it's interesting I do this thing where I don't I don't know when I set a date up and so (laughs) Tessa and I I set a date up and so we both showed up which is good um yeah but so we just kind of hung out had a few pints um that seemed to work so I guess we just like hanging out together. Um, but yeah, sliding into the DMs, that's just typically what I like to drop to people. It makes me come off a lot cooler. So, <laughs> and obviously Tessa has skills with that. So that's sure do. Were you friends in middle school or did you not talk or? No, I don't think we've, uh, we had ever spoken before Never. Instagram. Yeah. Which is also really interesting because we were both um, musicians playing in bands and like the music scene and still never talked ever. Um, I think we had like 131 mutual Facebook friends and still had never talked. So. Oh, and I also had a crush on Bo for like 10 years. Because <laughs> when I went to the college where Bo works, um, we used to ride the bus and I had a crush on him forever. Wow. And here we are. That's so cool. It's interesting. So it's transcended. It's transcended a lot of different identities for Tessa. So that's good. <laughs> and you. And I was gonna say, and you too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we'll see. Maybe I'll change into something else in another 10 years and see how that goes for her. <laughs> that was the response, both of you. <laughs> that's amazing. One, the other thing that I just realized as we were talking is how funny it's gonna be. I Wonder if people will track Bo and Bo. Yeah, I know. Well, that's really interesting because every time I think about you, is I always picture your how you spell your name. Same. So, so yeah. So like, <laughs> I, I think even like when Tessa says like, "Oh yeah, we got to go do that Bo thing later," 
Like I honestly, like I just see the spelling first and then I think who you are, which is really weird. So that's um, so funny. Literally same. Yeah. So it works out. Um, I'm also very excited to meet someone else named Bo. <laughs> we that's can talk about name is in Bo or this could be very interesting. Yeah. I could change the spelling of my name though. So we're exactly the same. <laughs> it was a really easy process to change your name, right? It should be super fine. easy, super easy process to change your name. Yeah. Have you changed your name? Legally? I have, I have legally changed my name. I've That's been, awesome. I have been Bo Darum Jerns for just over two years now, legally. Wow. That's so awesome. yeah, it's really nice. I got my, I'll just say it on a podcast. Bo is from, so like I said, Tessa and I both used to play in the music scene. My brother also played in the music scene and everyone would just call us Jerns. Um, and that got difficult when we'd be like hanging out in the same bar or something because everyone would just say Jerns and we would both look over. And so they dubbed my brother Metal Jerns and then they dubbed me Strongbow Jerns, which is a type of cider. Okay. And then I just another went- Another cider reference. Another cider reference. And then I just went by Strongbow um, for i don't know on like social media for years and then that just kind of got shortened to bow so i typically don't tell people where my name comes from because it's it's like not that classy it's like a drinking reference but i really like it and then um darum my middle name was from an autocorrect mistake in text messaging someone so we were trying to come up with the most masculine name for me and we decided that was derek Okay. And so they would they would text back and forth and be like, "What's up, Derek?" And then one day it said Darum, and I really liked it. So that's how I chose my middle name. So drinking reference, and then a text message autocorrect is how I got my legal name. So, how long did it take you to settle on a name? It's interesting. I think it took a while. I didn't know I'd end up at Bo. I was really intrigued by the name Lewis for a long time. And I really liked that one. Um, but then I was dating someone and they had a friend named Lewis. So obviously I couldn't choose that name anymore. And then <laughs> it, it, what's also interesting is most people call me Jerns too in my outside life. A lot of people call me Jerns. Um, yeah. If you're really close to me, you typically call me Bo. So I think Tess is the first person to really call me Bo a bunch, I guess. I like it now. I've, I'm still getting used to it, actually. But I think I think I'm almost there. Maybe. Were you guys together when you decided on Bo? No. No. Um, no. But I only met Tessa past January, and so I've had the name for two years. Right. Um, yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. I think you said something a long time ago when we first started hanging out that you were like, "I love that you are normalizing you that my name is Bo." Yeah. Yeah. Cute. I kind of did the thing I think most trans folks do is you try to think about other people first before you think about yourself. Yeah. So when I was transitioning um, from my previous name, I just went by my last name because it felt easier for everyone else, right? Because I would never want to make someone else uncomfortable about my identity. So I let them use my last name. Um, and then I didn't even get the transition into like my new name until I like started even like a new job. I guess, oh, wow. and hanging out with new people yeah. and I could really make the strong change there. Wow. That's so interesting. I, um, I like, so I used to go by my last name, but then I got married and my last name changed because I took Rose's last name. And then, um, 
I went by the nickname Ace for a really long time, like ever since I was younger, because my initials were AES. Again, not an exciting story, but um, mm-hmm. and so I wrote that on everything and it just turned into that. And then it perpetuated forever. But I kind of like thought I would stick with that for a while, but it felt too like tied to my old identity that I was like not running away from, but like trying to get like space between and yeah. Did you, how do you feel like not going by your old last name anymore? Do you miss it or is it kind of like a new period? At first I like thought this was going to be like totally fine. I'm not particularly close with my parents. Um, So, and I'm, I was adopted at birth. So my last name growing up was Sifford and it, it was my name from the time I was adopted, but it, it like wasn't technically biologically my last name. I mean, I still consider it to be like a family name, but, um, but then I was totally fine with it not being my last name until I started realizing that my brother and I had different last names. And I know that probably is really weird, but we're both adopted. We were both like, we were both adopted from the same hospital in Oregon because we were adopted through the same adoption lawyer, but grew up our whole lives in Pennsylvania. And until this past year of me coming out again, um, he was my best friend. So, but uh, he, once I realized we had different last names, I was like, I didn't like it because it felt weird. It felt like we were disconnected and then we did get disconnected. So now it just kind of is what it is. Mm-hmm. I like having the same last name as Rose. It's a last name. I like how you said coming out again, like. Yeah. I remember I didn't even like really come out. Um, as as like trans just because coming out as queer and gay was so exhausting for me yeah that like I just let it happen kind of like publicly I remember like I started testosterone and I was just too exhausted to tell my parents because it was such a struggle for them to accept that I was gay before um and we were just in the car and my mom was like your voice is lower and I said yep she said are you on testosterone yep she goes, I think you should rethink that. I said, nope. <laughs> and then it was like the world's most awkward silent car. I think she was giving me a ride to like the grocery store. But yeah, that whole like coming out again, is just like, it's exhausting, I yeah. guess. I feel like I didn't really come out the first time. I, I did to my parents, but besides that, I was just kind of like, oh yeah, you know, my friend Rose. Yeah, we're actually together. So I like didn't until her. But because before Rose, I was in a relationship for a very long time. Um, with a man, a cis man, and it was interesting. What's funny about sometimes, like when Tessa and I are out, right? Because I look like a cis male, yeah. Tessa looks like a cis female. I constantly am always aware that we're the gayest ever, but <laughs> I, I, I forget that other people can't see how gay we are. So sometimes I get like, nervous in situations that they're going to realize I'm trans and she's queer, but then like, we present, I guess, just as a typical heteronormative couple. So that's been an interesting dynamic, but I get nervous really easily and Tessa knows that and has to put up with it. So, yeah, well, it's hard. It's hard when you, I don't want to like portray my fear onto you, but when you're afraid of like how other people react or what's going to happen and it's not very comfortable or reassuring, especially in public, especially if people just automatically assume something, which everyone does all the time i think that's just why we typically try to yell very queer things very loudly (laughs) (laughs) 
I get sad that like, you know, we do look like a straight couple and a cis couple. Not that it matters, but it just, you know, kind of bones me out that people aren't like, oh, look at how gay they are. You know, like that would be exciting, but it doesn't matter. We know how gay we are. (laughs) I think everyone does. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. Kind of on that, like terms of like how it's hard to come out. I don't know if you've talked about this with other folks, but like, thank God for social media and being able to make one Instagram post and like, yes, link it to my Facebook post, please. So now everyone like really knows that I'm trans. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm just, I feel so fortunate. I dated someone and they told me that the way they came out to their parents was like writing a letter, right? And like sending it. Yeah. And- Um, They live across the country, so, and we didn't really, like, talk that much beforehand, so it's not like I could just call them, but, yeah. I feel that. I I, I blocked my parents on, like, social media. I probably should have added them. (laughs) I I was in college because I didn't want them to find out how gay I was, Mm -hmm. and um, so when I was, like, 18, and I just finally added them a few months ago, and I'm 32, so it took that long for me to get comfortable for my parents to actually see who I am on social media, I guess. But I'm glad I don't have to write a letter. (laughs) How did you come out, Tessa, if that's not too forward to ask? Um, I don't really know. I'm really close with my mom. I'm not that close with my dad. Um, And I think I when I started talking about, I was like, oh my God, I really like this person. And I'd talk to my mom about everything. So I told her about Bo right away and she knew all that and, you know, had questions and stuff, but um, coming out to my dad was a little bit different. It was kind of an awkward phone conversation um, because it was also once quarantine had started. Right. I don't really tell him a lot of stuff about what's going on with me. Um, and he had had, he had a stroke, I think, almost two years ago. So he doesn't process things very well and um, has a hard time communicating. So it, he didn't really get it. Right. And um, so that's been kind of a challenge for us. And then my brothers, that was easy. They're I'm really close to all of them. And they were all just like, cool. Tell me about Bo. What's Bo like? Awesome. Sorry. I'm extremely charming. So, you know, (laughs) thanks. Thanks for just putting that in there. <laughs> yeah, I feel fortunate that I haven't really had to deal with any shitty things from coming out. Um, yeah. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like a lot of time, I was talking with someone about this recently. It's like we all focus on all the negatives and all the things that are like, hard and it's hard not to because that's the shit you're going through and when you finally find someone else that like understands it's really nice to talk to them but it's hard to to remember to talk about the good shit (laughs) yeah and I'm super bad at that like well even until this year I didn't talk about anything I was like a lock if anything like came into my brain or came into my life it was like I just didn't tell anyone about it that's just I didn't talk about my feelings any of it and then quarantine happened and then um, her and I were talking about something and I was like, you know what? I'm tired of just you and I knowing about this. And I just switched all my stuff on social media over, just changed my first name on everything and was like, okay, we'll see how this goes. And 
been great. I would never take it back. Sounds great. Yeah, you just kind of like popped up. <laughs> it was great. It's like Tessa, there's another trans person. Their name is Bo. No, I remember when you told me. Like, look at this cool person, and I was like, oh my god. <laughs> and then now. <laughs> then I'm like a super creep with social media, so it took me like two seconds until I realized you lived like in the Seattle area. <laughs> And I remember I was like, I think I'm going to give him my cell phone number. And then, <laughs> and then you were like, here's my cell phone number. And I was like, oh, thank God. <laughs> even though we don't even, we don't, we don't even talk to people. I mean, each other on our cell phones, but it's like, it's like, it's there. It's there. It, so yeah. true. No, if it wasn't quarantine times, I'm sure we'd be like having pints on Capitol Hill. That'd be totally great. But for sure, you know, maybe in a few years. <laughs> I say eventually we'll be there. <laughs> I also want to just like stalk all of your trips and come with you. <laughs> like knock on the door next time. They just look like yeah. so much fun. We'll do group trips. Yeah, the trips have been nice. I felt a little guilty recently just because quarantine seemed to, I don't know, lock down again. It seems yeah. going on a trip, but it's hard not getting out. Yeah. Anything. So why not just go to a cabin, bring all your food? Right. That's knows how anxious I get. I had a plan for like weeks to figure out what our menu was going to be. And it all has to be perfect. And then we had to drop like 290 bucks on alcohol. <laughs> you don't <laughs> tell people that. <laughs> That's amazing. We brought some home. So I still have a box of wine. It's very classy, but I think that's the only thing that didn't get touched. How much did you think you were gonna drink? You had an extra box of wine. To, it could we could have been like having some sort of seafood, and it maybe would have need like a crisp white wine, and oh it's better to have. We brought enough food for like two or three weeks. We ate maybe like a quarter of the food. You're options, prepared. right? You need options. You need a lot of options when you go out. You're like chef extraordinaire. It's fun. I enjoy cooking. Although I cooked all day yesterday. And like I said, it didn't turn out how I wanted. And like, I, I'm like, I have like a hangover today from it not turning out how I wanted. And I have not cooked today. And the only thing I ate was a pre-made $4 burrito to make up for my like disappointment. And I enjoyed that $4 pre-made burrito today better than the meal that I spent like 10 hours on yesterday. Oh, no. <laughs> like one fail out of how many though not even <laughs> fail like partial it's just it's just, just like a partial disappointment in life <laughs> that's okay awesome. well when you decided Bo I'm curious to like share it out with other folks how did you how did you get your fix before that was it just only talking to your partner about it or were you looking at other people on social media and just not engaging or internal processing so I where to even start? So my whole life, I just thought I was just like this really like, so I, I just always thought I was like a Tom girl or this like girl that liked to be with the boys. Like I tried to play football in school. I tried to do all these different things. And I was always minimized back down into like, I was like the little girl. That's just how my parents saw me. That's how everyone saw me. And I didn't know there was anything different. And then we came out here and I don't know if it's just like the extra space. I just like some of the like boundaries from growing up that I felt like were in place. Like I couldn't do this or I couldn't do that. And like sharing 
like even social media, like I used to feel guilty for posting on social media, be like, why are you doing that? Why are you trying to get attention? Like, why do you need to post pictures of yourself, this and that? And it's turned into like, I don't know, but, um, and then when I came out here and we just like, I don't know, we just, (laughs) this is really terrible. I'm like blanking on my life. It's okay. It's okay. We're in Pennsylvania. Outside of Philadelphia. Okay. And then is that where Rose is from too? Yeah. We actually grew up 20 minutes from each other. We went to the same dentist, same orthodontist. Yeah. <laughs> yeah but didn't know each other. Um, but I just, uh, just, yeah, I guess just looking around social media, following, but not really interacting and kind of observing. And I do a lot of like reading and a lot of, um, I don't want to say research, but kind of. I, so I just finished my master's last year and for that I was doing, um, my thesis on, um, first responder mental health, which led into just like a bunch of other mental health deep dives and, um, which led me to like the LGBTQ stuff. And then I just, from there, I guess really fell into it last year. I shaved my undercut and then I shaved it like everything but the top. And then after that, I was like, yep, no, cut it off. And it was just... Mm -hmm. Never went back. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I feel that. Yeah. It's funny. I don't know if you folks remember, but Facebook, not Facebook, Instagram on the Discover, it used to show you like posts that your like your friends liked. That's mm-hmm. kind of what the Discover was. It's not so much that. But one of my really good friends is here and she was like on her Discover and she was like, God, it's just like for some reason it's only it's only showing me trans guys. <laughs> and I like looked over and was like, Oh, I should tell you something. <laughs> like <laughs> it's funny because I it still didn't cross my mind when all this started. Like I said to Rose, I was like, I I know that. I don't want to have anything to do with being a girl. Like my body violently rejects when like groups are split, like girls on this side, guys on this side. I literally like implode. I've hated it my whole life. And I like, I knew that I didn't want to be in that group, but I didn't want to necessarily be completely in the other group. And just like realizing gender fluidity and being non-binary and like finding that was such an internal struggle for me just because I didn't know it existed until I saw other people on social media. Yeah, I feel that. What, what's been interesting for me to learn is like how I view being trans, which is more fluid with my gender. Um, I don't say I'm a man. Like I don't feel like a man, but I didn't feel like a girl. That's for right. sure. Um, but I, I like presenting masculine. And sometimes when I get to know people right at first, they don't quite understand when I say I'm not a man. But I think once they tend to hang out with me and then I make enough jokes about it. I don't know. I typically tell people right away how I feel. I'm like, dude, I'm not a dude at all. Um, <laughs> yeah. and, and Tessa hears me say this a lot. I'll still sometimes say like, yeah, me and the other women. And I think people get confused sometimes when I say that, but I still have an identity as being like raised a girl. And yeah. I still like my queer spaces, which are mainly more feminine folks. Yeah. Um, so I think once people really get to know me, they kind of see how I fall into that curve um but it, I, it what i see other trans folks sometimes when they are like i'm a man like i have to really think about how my identity sits with that and like how we just we're different and it's it's i'm always constantly learning about like where we sit sort of on that spectrum which is 
don't know. I think about that a lot though, but I'm glad I now have words to like identify, right? How I feel, but yeah. at age 32, I can like let people know how I feel finally, <laughs> which is comforting. <laughs> yeah, but it's it's true though. It's like you come out of one box and all of a sudden it's okay, well, what other box can I fit you in? And it's like, maybe I just don't fucking fit in a box. <laughs> No boxes. Just play on that too. Like I didn't, I didn't, um, like have any close relationships with anyone that was trans before I met Bo, and I didn't really get it. To me, it was like I'd only dated cis guys, and mm-hmm. so like I thought of Bo as my boyfriend, and that just kind of didn't really work in the dynamic of our relationship. And it took a lot of time and a lot of stepping back to be like, okay, this is this is not a boy this is not a man this is not a girl like this is a person right and all the nuances of that which has been really interesting just to get to know someone that's so you know multifaceted and interesting but that's something that i think about a lot too multifaceted multifaceted babe no i mean that's funny when we like and i was in a relationship with a cis male for 10 years while i was still presenting female Mm -hmm. And I think, yeah, being with Tessa, and I think we had to figure that out, is like sometimes she would she would treat me, like, you can't see the air quotes, but she would treat me like a boyfriend. Yeah. And I would, and we would get, there. it'd be struggle. I'm like, it's different. And I think even then Tessa and I would hit a roadblock where she wouldn't understand why it was different right at the start, right? Because I kind of look like a guy, but it's just like, I don't know. I feel like queer relationships are very different to start with. So yeah. but even both of us coming out of like being an, like my long-term heteronormative relationship and Tessa not like being outside that box, we had to like really figure out what we were and how we fit together, I guess. So. Do you feel know. like now, since you can be more yourself, it's a lot easier to be in a relationship? I'll let Tessa answer that one. <laughs> <laughs> Have I been less of an asshole lately? I think. <laughs> <laughs> this is the third time that Bo and I have, <laughs> tried dating we've broken up twice and I think I from my perspective I think that Bo feels comfortable enough now with me and with himself that he's able to date but he couldn't before and that was fine too yeah it was I think yeah it's a struggle to learn how how to change your dynamic and like how do I now date as a trans person which I don't know. It's interesting. It's dating a new thing, really right? Hard. It's like, I've only been like dating male presenting for like a year and a bit. And so, you know, you don't have a lot of practice with that. And I don't, I can't ask folks about it either, which is interesting. I've been thinking a lot about, I'll back up. I recently talked to a bunch of high schoolers about what it was like to be trans masculine. And we just talked about that and it was awesome. super it was super adorable. I was so nervous, <laughs> like, <laughs> just sweating. And I was like, I'm not going to be cool. They're totally going to make fun of me. But we we had a really good dialogue. But they asked me questions like, are there like bands that you listen to that have a lot of trans members in the front? Are there shows you watch that have a lot of trans people? Like, what are your trans friends like? And I had to be like, I don't really know any bands off the top of my hand with trans folks. I couldn't name a show off the top of like my head. And then even to this day, like, um, cause we live in a smaller town, 
like my access to other trans folks is very small. Yeah. And so, and I haven't even, I think I've come into like counter with one other like trans mass trans person in this town. And that was, we hung out once and had like a few drinks. Now we're friends, but I haven't seen them again since quarantine. So it's just like having access to folks around you is super difficult. And Yeah, definitely. Especially in rural areas or suburbs, smaller towns. So I, I feel like, I felt like I kind of let them down in a way that I couldn't give them all these like cool tips or like references to other trans stuff. But I was just That's like, these funny. Instagram folks, <laughs> like for me, hashtags are phenomenal. So, yeah. Um, and I, I don't know if you've gotten into this yet, Bo, but I've recently been sucked into TikTok. Like, <laughs> so a few months ago, I downloaded TikTok and I was so, ex- well, Rose did. And I was like, nah, not, I don't really think I need to. And then I did. And then I got addicted to it. And then everyone got afraid of it and she made us delete it. <laughs> you don't have it anymore? You can never get it back. No, you can get it back. They got rid of that. It was all front. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> I am obsessed. Like, Tessa will be like, what time did you go to bed last night? Like, <laughs> I don't know, like, one in the morning? It's like, what were you doing? Literally just scrolling through gay TikTok. <laughs> I cannot get enough of it. But what's interesting is, like, the queers on TikTok are completely different than the queers on Instagram. So I'm like being exposed to this like totally different like population. And like, I just, I love any fight, anytime I find another trans person, it's just like, Hey, like, we're yeah. let, like, let's be friends. <laughs> See me. Yeah. <laughs> so. Bo gets an allowance of sending me one TikTok per day. <laughs> That's it. That's all I can do. I have They're always sure. really good though. Yeah. They're pretty good. Do you post your own videos? I've done a, I've done like four, I've done four. <laughs> it doesn't, TikTok doesn't quite fit my, like the way that I like to present my life. It doesn't. Fair. I like Instagram stories. That's kind of my jam. I think the way that you can interact on Instagram is way easier than TikTok. So I like posting stories and then having a back and forth about that and then having your story be gone. I really enjoy that. I did post like one thirst trap on Instagram. Um, did all right, which is my <laughs> like doing that. So um, might do some more. I feel like they don't they don't appreciate my humor as much on TikTok. So I'll give them some time to come around to me. But you know, You're also really young on TikTok. You yeah, just got to get to the right TikTok, and then people are your own age. Oh, you got to dive in. That. Yeah, there's like it. so many so we've been watching like youtube compilations of tiktoks we'll do that like sit here and watch them on the that's like the 30 something version of TikTok. yeah oh we won't we won't go on tiktok because it's dangerous <laughs> but we just watched it on uh, youtube <laughs> you know what? happy wife happy life <laughs> you get, are you gonna like start printing off memes soon to show <laughs> i saw this on the internet i thought of you so i printed it off no, but I did used to before quarantine, I was working with someone who would print out emails, date stamp them with like a rubber stamp, yeah, scan buddy. them back in and save them. Shut up. Yes. Stupid. <laughs> Some people think progress is a bad word. <laughs> Welcome to my job. <laughs> <laughs> 
Our university just accepted where I work. Um, we are now allowed to sign things electronically. Electronically. So 2020, eight months into a pandemic, I can now do an electronic signature to pay invoices. So I feel okay, like- I work for the government and we had it before then. So <laughs> <laughs> like if we have something. <laughs> I got a little nervous because, you know, I took the piss out of it in an email where I said, the future is now progress, hashtag 2020. And I was like, they're going to search my email and I'm going to get fired for this one. <laughs> Dave, I think you need to explain what take the piss out means. Cause I don't <laughs> think anyone else knows what that means. Bo, do you know what take the piss out of? I mean, no, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I saw the look on your face, Bo. I knew it. <laughs> my best friend is British and I have known him for 10 years. And so I use a ton of British terms and I forget that people don't use them. And I'm making fun of someone, I guess. I, I mean, the definition I want to say is just taking the piss out of them. Like what <laughs> can't other way is there to do? Talking with them, giving him yeah. <laughs> Using Man. them. <laughs> messing with someone, messing with a topic. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, take the piss. So <laughs> my dad. Which, which is different than if you go out for a night of drinking, which is we're gonna go have a piss up. So these are very what? separate things. I feel like that would get confusing very quickly. I feel like we could like have a like a sub-identity of your podcast, like Okay, queer okay. time with Bo and Bo, but it's going to be like British terms with Bo and Bo. Like, <laughs> and then we'll see which one gets more people listening to it. And then we'll just slowly start changing our accents as well. So <laughs> we can start. I'll let you know when I make a I'll make a TikTok for it also. So <laughs> Since I'm not allowed. <laughs> yeah. I'll send you the YouTube link. <laughs> That's like, I. When I started this, so the first podcast episode I posted was August 1st. And when that happened, I was like, I'm going to do a vlog and it's going to be great and everything's going to be fine. And I just haven't done another one because I don't know why putting my face in front of the camera is still really hard for me. Oh, a great face. (laughs) I just, it's like beaten into my head to like minimize myself to be like the small person in the room, not making anything more difficult for anyone else. And now I'm finally, it took me 30 years, but now I'm finally like, fuck you. I can take up space. So yeah, yeah. all this space. <laughs> That's why I'm doing this where I can hide behind the camera. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. That's kind of to go back to how I like, I want everyone to know how gay we are all the time. Uh, Tessa and I did recently see my parents and my dad called me ahead of time and he was like, behave yourself. <laughs> Which means don't be too gay. I come from a somewhat conservative family. They're pretty lax now, but it's still there. And we showed up. Oh, also, I'll add that in the car, I told Tessa she wasn't allowed to talk about politics because I didn't want there to be any fights. But that was not that she isn't allowed to. It's just I know how my family is. And it would get. Also, I had gotten really drunk at his parents' house the last (laughs) couple times to where they had to like (laughs) drive my car and us home. Yeah, twice. Back to back. Oh, I'm not very good at being quiet. So <laughs> it was uh, a lot of things. So after I told Tessa in the car she wasn't allowed to talk about politics, as soon as we walked into the house, I said, the gays are here. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. I feel like every time you walk into a room, you should just shout it. <laughs> I, typically, I, t- I typically try. So 
We're the fucking life of that party. <laughs> they love us. <laughs> I don't know if this happens with you, Bo, or I don't think Tessa gets to do this this much either with her job, but like I get to constantly talk about being trans in my job, which I love. Like um, I work in a library, so people are pretty open-minded, but like I get to make references to being trans. I make references to who I was before and like who I am now. And, and we'll like t- make jokes about it. Like um, I may have ruffled some feathers the other day at work and some folks higher than me then emailed some folks higher than me. <laughs> I think to keep me in check. And I made a joke. I was like, guys, they found out I wasn't a real guy. And now I'm upset. Because <laughs> in the university system, it's very hierarchy, still very gender ruled. I feel like men, they do better at the university system. And it's also been interesting for me is that I've been doing really well in my job and moving up. And sometimes I wonder if that's just the way that I present now. But so if yeah. I ever meet any new people in a new group, I instantly try to let them know how queer I am just so they know like, I'm not a straight guy. So I don't know if you can do anything like that in your work or if it's safe. So I've been at my work since before I decided to tell everyone that I was going to go by Bo and change everything. And I have like a core select group of friends that I hang out with outside of work a lot. And all of them were just like very instantly supportive. And so that was helpful. And then everyone else in my division, I sent out an email and I was like, just so you know, this is what you can call me now. These are my pronouns. If you have any questions, let me know. And it's been pretty okay. There's a lot of misgendering, but a lot of it seems to be accidental, but I can only do what I can do. So, but my direct supervisor is really supportive. And then um, I'm in an employee resource group for like, it's called pride. So it's for like LGBTQIA people. And I'm on the board for that. And we actually got approached. We wanted to do a transgender day of remembrance thing this year, which was like a huge deal. And so we just did that obviously for Friday. And so Mm -hmm. there there's progress being made, which is good, but it's not where it should be. Yeah. I work for a, a small local private company and um, they're very, very conservative. And I think they have no idea what to do with me. Um, (laughs) I've been there three, almost three and a half years. And I came out in, you know, January, February. And before that I was in a relationship with a cis guy and I, I have friends there, but most of the people are pretty conservative and, I think they're just like, what, what, it, what is this? What is, cause I have a, a progress pride flag at my desk now. So, and I think people just walk by and they're like, what, what the fuck? But my company has no diversity whatsoever. And I remember I put my um, pronouns in my email signature and I asked a couple of my coworkers like, Hey, would you be, would you also put your pronouns in your email signature? Because this is important, blah, blah, blah. And all of my coworkers who are my friends said no. And they're like, well, maybe you should ask HR or something to make sure it's okay. And I was like, fuck that. I'm (laughs) fucking doing it. So I did. And um, the someone from management emailed and was like, why does it say she, her in your email signature? What does that mean? And I was like, those are my pronouns. Here's a link to an article about why that's important. 
and she never responded. So it's like, <laughs> that's unfortunately the place that I work is a really, really, really long way to go, but I don't think that that's on their priority list right now either. Yeah. But it's like the opposite of where Bo works at the university. It's yeah, it's interesting not, to talk about yeah. <laughs> in I'm sure our jobs and how we're treated. Yeah, that's a shame. But it's a very real indicator of how a lot of jobs are for a lot of people in the queer community. Mm-hmm. There's I just I feel like there's so many people that don't realize how much that can affect your day at work. Yeah. 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 You know, like I, at work, and I think I've noticed, Bo, you use they, them, and he, him. Mm-hmm. How do you, like, I get people, they're like, which one do you want? And I'm like, I don't, like, you can use either one. I'm always like, just please don't use she. Like, right. <laughs> anything but she. <laughs> yeah. I, I t- sometimes folks are kind of uncomfortable. They're like, just tell me which one. I'm like, I don't, I don't, I don't have one. Just like, just use one until we find another one. Maybe that feels good. <laughs> But I also like somewhat have he, him in there just because it's easier for other folks to use in the work environment. Yeah. Again, making it easier for everyone else. Because that's what we do. (laughs) I hope they're all doing okay. (laughs) (laughs) Can you handle it? (laughs) I, so I haven't gotten any questions about either the, uh, either or, but I did originally just have they on everything, just they, them, and later added in he, um, I don't think anyone actually reads my pronouns in my email or anything because people that reply back either just say like Mrs. Bradley or they'll say my dead name or I will get like she'd. I haven't even heard of he yet, which is why I don't think anyone's been paying attention. No, rough. I just started getting like the the he because everyone transitions to they. And then I added he, and now when I'm meeting new folks, I look this way, which is masculine. And yeah. when I hear people refer to me as he, it still feels weird because I'm not used to it. And like, um, yeah, I, think I even got an email the other day and he said, thanks, kind sir. And I took a, <laughs> I took a photo of it and I sent it to Tessa and I was like, oh my God, <laughs> someone just called me kind. I was like, he doesn't know. <laughs> <laughs> And it's like so weird for me to like now meet people that that don't know who I was because I worked at the university. I'll just say so my name before was Sarah. And so there's a good chunk of people at the university that like they just knew me as Sarah. Yeah. But what's also interesting now is I can run into folks and they I look different enough that they think we're different people, which has been really interesting. So I actually I actually work with someone who knew me as a kid, like middle school, high school. Wow. And then they like introduced themselves to me in my new job. And I was like, oh my God, this is going to be weird. And they, they have no idea I'm the same person, which is like mind. So I think that happened to me for the first time. I was in a training on Tuesday and Wednesday of this week, and we split into small groups for part of it. And I was talking to people and they're like, so when did you start working here? Are you new? And I was like, been here for like three years uh <laughs> like, did I confuse you that much it's been only a couple months but yeah, yeah so I was in like another social setting we're like having pints and someone was like oh this is my friend Bo Jerns and they're like oh that's really interesting I knew a Sarah Jerns are you guys related and, <laughs> and I was like no that's th- mm, 
I was gonna say, how'd you answer that? <laughs> I was like, it's me. I was like, it's me. Like <laughs> we didn't know each other that well. Mm-hmm. So like, but it was like a music mutual friend thing. So that's been so interesting. Fun. Tessa, do you ever think of Bo as Bo before Bo was Bo? <laughs> <laughs> this- <laughs> <laughs> Yes, I do. Um, <laughs> I say Bo as many times as I can. Yeah. Um, there, I don't know. It's really hard to explain. Like I sometimes will go on a deep dive of Bo's social media and go look at all the pictures and we'll do it together. Like all the pictures from when he was female presenting and there's, I get this. I don't know how to describe how it feels to like look at pictures of Bo as female presenting because it's the same person, but it's not like he sent me one today because we're exchanging like old pictures from four years ago. And it's like that, oh, it, it's so <laughs> weird. It's so weird. It's so cool though. Like I kind of wish sometimes that like I knew Bo then, but I don't, we wouldn't have gotten along. We wouldn't have been. <laughs> Just matter of fact. She just gets lost in my eyes every time she sees a photo of me. Shut up. (laughs) I have never, well, I've seen like pictures you've posted, but like I didn't know you before you were Bo. So that's just so matter of fact to me. You got to go on a deep dive. Um, Yeah. And like, I don't think it just seems like separate to me. And I, like I said, I don't mind sharing that part of myself out there, but like, I met like a new faculty member and I think I was like a year on testosterone. So my voice was lower and we like went out to dinner and she was like, Oh, you're a musician. And we, of course we started talking about Downton Abbey because who doesn't talk about Downton Abbey when you're talking about being a musician. And I was like, Oh yeah. I like, I actually learned how to play that piece on piano. I really enjoyed it. It was really difficult. I'll send it to you later. So I sent her a YouTube video of me playing like the Downton Abbey theme but like it was recorded when I was like full on girl Sarah mode. And I, it didn't even like, I didn't even right. think twice of it. So I sent it to her and she had no idea I was trans. And then she was like, wait, what? And, <laughs> and then she, she actually brought it up. She was like, I just didn't, she was like, uh, I, and it's kind of like the straight thing that they do. She was like, I just thought you were a guy. Right. And I'm like, well, <laughs> right. okay. But yeah, I just, it's weird for me. I remember I even like, transitioning the restrooms was really difficult for me. Tessa hears me talk about this all the time. I still have like massive anxiety dreams about restrooms. I had one last night when Tessa and I went away for four days, I freaked out because if we had to stop somewhere, right. Yeah. I'd have to use a public restroom and I don't know. Men's restrooms kind of make me uncomfortable still. Like I, like in my dreams, I'm still using the women's restroom and I always get in trouble for it. But at work, like I, I was still using the women's because all the folks around me knew I was on T, but it wasn't a big deal. But then we had some new faculty members and like, I remember like coming out of the restroom and they paused and they got really awkward. And I was like, oh shit, <laughs> like I have to stop. Like, yeah. yeah, I didn't do good with the restrooms. I got yelled at in one bar. Like I'm like sitting down peeing and the girl's like yelling at me. <laughs> so, and then I was like in Canada and I got yelled at, which I thought was interesting. So I just had this strategy where I only go to bars or restaurants where I know it's single occupancy. 
so I won't get uncomfortable. So I think I had to tell Tessa that at one point, like pointed out, like if I can't go pee, we're not, we're not going there. So yeah, I remember a couple of places because when we first started hanging out right before the pandemic, because we met um, a month before the pandemic started. So we have like no non-pandemic concept of us. Um, we used to go on day trips to like cute places and like find a dive bar. And I remember it always being like this thing. And I remember like going to the bathroom first and being like, okay, Bo, there's two bathrooms. They're single occupancy, they're gendered, but they're single occupancy. So you're good. And just like having that be a thing. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. It's good that you're like so helpful on that and so willing to just be like, yeah, let's take it on. Because she knows if we go out of town, I have to go pee within like five minutes. So I just can't. (laughs) I get so nervous that I have to nervous pee (laughs) and it's a huge issue. (laughs) I, so the whole bathroom thing is new for me because I started this whole process since quarantine and I was deployed for work in Oregon and I was in, it was like this army building that we were working out of. And it was the first time I literally went to go walk and I just kind of like stopped in the middle and was like, this is weird. I've never questioned it before, but now I have to. And I just literally stood there and I was like, oh, I just like had this wave of anxiety. And I literally turned back around, went back into the room and texted Rose and was like, um, I am not going home for three hours and I don't think I can pee till then. Oh. I was like, I do. <laughs> that was the first time. And I just, I don't think I went pee there the entire week. <laughs> yeah, it was oh. when I started my new job in the library. I was like really grateful, right? I'm going to start going by Bo all the time. I was like, I'm going to use the men's bathroom. That's going to be my thing. First day I go to like, go to use the men's bathroom and I start to walk in and there's like a guy in there. And I was like, I can't. <laughs> like, and I turned out and I went into the women's and I totally looked like, I like totally looked like a guy, but it was like, it was like January 2nd. So I like knew no one was in the building because it was holiday times, but then I just like ran in the pee and like ran out. So, and within the library, there's a, there's two gender neutral bathrooms. There's one on the basement of a building that's connected to mine, but it's like, it's like three blocks away. It feels like, and it's in the basement. So I have to go to the basement or if that one's full, I then have to go to the sixth floor of that building so like, I swear to God, sometimes I would take like 25 minutes to go pee because if the basement one was occupied, then I'd have to walk up six floors because I'm also terrified of elevators. So then I have to walk up the stairs to the sixth floor. And if that was occupied, then I would walk um, outside like three more blocks and go to the gym where the gym actually had like copious amounts of gender neutral bathrooms. But then even sometimes I couldn't nail that one. And then I would walk back to the library and just hope to God that by that point, one of the single occupancies would be open. So, And you remember that a person trying to pee. I'm just trying to pee. Yeah, I used to show Tessa how many steps I got and how many stairs I climbed just trying to go pee. Yeah. It'd be like, a, every, be like an entire half hour situation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> half an hour to go pee. So I've really like, like working at home, I've ha- I haven't had to go through any of that anxiety, which has been... Yeah. spectacular I guess so besides that Tessa what other differences have you noticed between dating Bo and dating a cis man <laughs> um <laughs> <laughs> loaded question <laughs> I didn't know it was possible to have this many feelings 
and talk I feel like about that them. sums up queer relationships. <laughs> oh my god. Like I'm an extraordinarily emotional person and no one has ever been able to keep up with me emotionally in a relationship. I mean, you know, but it just the fucking talking, just the talking about the feelings at all times, like constantly thinking about the other person and how they're doing and how they're feeling. It's fucking exhausting, but it's also like the best I've ever been in my entire life. So I'm feel so much better being queer than ever before. And not like, not just because I'm dating Bo, but just because I'm out and, you know, able to express these feelings and not just be like, God, I'm just gonna have to date guys. Guys don't fucking get it. They don't want to hear about how I'm feeling and all that shit. Yeah. Um, but it's great. It's so much better. So much better. What is the hardest thing about it? <laughs> Talking about my fucking feelings. On <laughs> <laughs> Having so many fucking feelings all the time. Oh, it's fucking exhausting. It is. But it's a wonderful exhausting. Well, what's the hardest part for you being trans and in a relationship? I think for me, I'm a pretty introverted person, but I can be pretty extroverted, but I go back and forth pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I have a pretty, like, I think people think I'm more outgoing than I am. And then I need a lot of in introvert time, I guess. So that that's kind of hard for me being a queer person. And then sometimes just letting folks know it's not about them. It's about the fact that I just need copious amounts of alone time. I also process stuff pretty. I like to be by myself. And like I said, I'm a musician. And so I just, I like music. Sometimes I don't like, as Tessa says, like sometimes we can talk about our emotions constantly, Mm -hmm. but I also like at some point I have no words at all. And so that's sometimes hard as a, I don't know if that's just a relationship thing or as a queer person, but. It's so interesting because, so we were together before I started this journey. So I, it's like to figure out the relationship dynamic and how it's like changing slash not changing. And I mean, to be honest, I don't really think much has changed beyond us just being more open and talking and kind of realizing how we both were editing ourselves down a little bit without realizing it. Um, like I can't, I, I mean, I'm not going to be with anybody else. So like, I don't have to worry about this, but I can't imagine having to like date now, like to start all over again and be like this open with someone that I didn't know. Like that just sounds terrifying. Just go for it. It It's great. (laughs) It's It's great. It doesn't take up any time. Yeah. I'd be, yeah, it's interesting. I sometimes am like, super intrigued with like people who are partners that get a transition and have that go well. I mean, I like, I came out as gay and I, I like even like baby transitioned because I was with a male. Like I, I got top surgery first. Like I didn't go on T first and even that was a struggle. And sometimes I wonder if I just did that like on his comfort level. Like if I wasn't dating him, I totally would have transitioned earlier, but I think one of the things I regret and like, I don't, I don't even think it's my fault that I regret it is that I don't have any relationship with him at all. So, and I think that has to do with a lot that I came out as trans. I think sometimes that's a bummer, 
I don't, I don't know if you've lost like many friends, but like, it's been interesting for me to see the friends you keep when you come out and the friends that you do lose when you come out. So, Very true. Uh, but the friends you keep are fucking amazing. Like, and I think you get really attached to them. I've kept like a pretty good core group. So, and I'm really thankful, but I've, I don't know if I've like lost a bunch. I just don't talk to any of those folks anymore. It's, yeah. and you can't even like relate to them. So. I think that's the definition of losing a friend. Yeah. <laughs> <I guess so. laughs> For me, it's kind of like this has been coinciding with the election. So oh, yeah. it's just been very much like people are either there or they're not. And it just, it is what it is. Doesn't that already seem like months ago, the election? Yes. I keep doing that joke with Tessa. Like it was like two weeks ago. And I'm like, well, do you know what, what was a week ago? She's like, what? I was like, Halloween. <laughs> it's like it seems like everything is the longest thing and i remember the election and like literally election seems like it was months ago like but not all at the exact same time so that's yeah. just 2020 it's felt like it's already fucking the middle of november and also it's like five years later and also <laughs> it's still january like it doesn't but also Merry Christmas and like Happy <laughs> Easter. Like we're all Happy Patrick's Day. It's and just, happy one year anniversary of probably quarantine. Like I mean literally almost. Almost. So Fuck. don't worry guys, it'll be gone by Easter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean Easter twenty twenty five. Like I hit my one year testosterone anniversary in quarantine. And then I hit my eighteenth month testosterone quarantine and i'm pretty sure i'm gonna hit my two-year in quarantine which is like crazy to me that it's going that quickly but also it's been really nice transitioning in my own space i guess having extra privacy yeah it's been super good but i don't know i buzzed my head twice we bleached it we dyed it blue (laughs) and now i'm now growing it out because i really want to get a mullet so Shaved your facial hair so many so times. times. I always tell Tessa, I was like, all right, I'm going to grow my facial hair out. I'm going to do it. And then like the next day, I just, I'm like, I feel horrible. And I shave it all off. And then <laughs> the next day I feel horrible because I look 14. <laughs> That's the only sometimes when I shave my facial hair off is it, it reminds me of being queer Sarah, where I like, so I like to, I'm like, oh, I don't know. I feel a little bit too feminine that way. So I like to get the facial hair back. So yeah. I someday want to pick your brain about top surgery and tea and all of that, but I feel like we probably can. I mean we could cover it in this episode, but I'd rather like <laughs> we could do it separate. We even more about both of you. We could do that like after we start talking about all the British terms. Yeah. <laughs> I know. We can switch in the, the tea. <laughs> Yeah, it's been, what's been really interesting is I've actually connected with a bunch of like older, like friends that I used to have like way before. And a good portion of my friends are trans or just like, I mean, non-binary is trans, but they've like fully transitioned or they're non-binary, which has been fascinating to me. It's because in college, none of us were our true identities, but 10, 12 years later, we're now these like completely different people, but we're like all reaching out to each other. And I think about like how cool it would have been if we were just that way back then, like that would have been rad. But yeah. like I said, we didn't have words to identify with 
who we were and, or what was happening. So, so it's like, it's funny. Yeah, I can relate to that. Yeah, it's, I get super excited. That's <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> funny. Yeah, I like, I first came out as like gay. I don't know, like 23 or 24, but people make a ton of jokes about it because they're like, wait, what? Didn't you come out like when you were like 15 or 16? And I was like, no, I didn't. I didn't like, I looked like the gayest kid ever. Like, like just, we all knew. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it was like, very the, obvious. Like the entire town knew I was gay. Like the entire <laughs> town makes fun of me for coming out that way. Like, I didn't, I, I, and then I was like, could, could someone have like told me that like. <laughs> so. And so funny. I had a friend in high school, well, two of my friends corner me in choir one day and they were like, we want to talk to you. We think you like girls. And I was like, yeah, I'm friends with girls. They're like, no, no, we really think you, you like girls. And I was like, no, no. And now I'm all, I'm friends with all of them still. And they're like, so about that. <laughs> <laughs> God, horrifying. Yep. Well, and then what's been interesting now is being queer and then also being on testosterone. People are like, testosterone messes with your sexual preferences a little bit so that's a thing and then people are now like so who do you like and i'm like dude i don't know like let me know like that would be great <laughs> like, like i just know that i only want to hang out with queer people forever uh but i don't have any identifying markers after that and i don't know what my gender is but we're good like don't worry about it but. i remember my brother has asked a couple times when I've talked about like what queerness means to me, because he doesn't really have anyone in his life that's queer or his wife is bi, but um, other than that, he's just, you know, doesn't really know anyone. And he asked a couple times, like, wait, if Bo is a trans guy, doesn't that make you straight? Cause you're dating a guy. And I have to be like, none of that, none of that makes sense. None of that is correct. No, that's not how it works. You just like can't understand that. That's why we stayed up till two a.m. talking about our feelings. <laughs> That's the other thing. Every night. <laughs> the other thing I've noticed about talking to straight people now, from this with having this perspective, is their thought that just like everything is the way it is, and that's the way it is. Like the fact that things can change or like sway or be different, and not everything is concrete, solid, black and white. It's just like, yeah, yeah, that was a dynamic that I don't know if Tessa will appreciate me bringing this up. But when we first started hanging out is I was really scared to hang out with straight people. So like I had a ton of anxieties around it. Like I'm going from looking feminine to looking masculine, not passing all the time. And just Tessa has great friends, but they're straight. And me trying to sort of hang out with them, I like massive anxiety and I did not do well in that situation at all and I think at the start Tessa didn't quite understand why I had so much anxiety and would get upset over those situations but I think like now she totally gets it I'm gonna look for a head nod from her I do I, I well, okay. you <laughs> and because like that was all I knew was straight people I mean I've had some gay and queer friends but like my core group of best friends my entire life have all been straight and so was I um, <laughs> so I didn't understand but now now I do it's just it's it's different 
queer people are different. Yeah. And there's a level of connection that you can have with them like right away. That's just, it kind of like bumps up the baseline of the relationship automatically. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a great way to put it. Like when I met like one other trans person in this town, I think like I was in the bar and then this person walked in and I was like, oh shit. Like, <laughs> and then they, they looked at me and like, you just immediately know. Like, and then you, like, you're always looking at like side, sideways. Like, do they, do they know? Like, what's their name? I got to figure out what their name is. Like, I don't know. Yeah. It's That's different. One of the things that I've been struggling with is like feeling like I am non-binary enough or trans enough just because it's so early on and I haven't really taken any steps towards physically changing anything yet but I don't that's just like one of the things that I need to work on because I constantly am like not willing to put myself myself in those spaces or just like panic and back out of things and yeah anxiety's hard (laughs) (laughs) yeah what's interesting is like I used to think I looked really masculine like I cut my hair off I dressed like a dude and like, I used to be like, yeah, I look like a man, let's go. And then I look back at those photos and I'm like, you're a little baby girl. Like, like <laughs> you've come a long way for sure. Yeah, but I like cannot wait, I don't know, like three years from now, but yeah, you're right. It's like, I've been lucky too that like, I got to medically transition. Like I got access to top surgery. I have access to, like to testosterone, which has been great for me. And like, and that's something that I knew I always wanted to do, but yeah. uh, I didn't know I would want to stay on tea. Like I started tea and I was like, let's just do this baby dosage for three months. And then they make you come in and they're like, how do you feel? I was like, this is like, let's go. Like, <laughs> this is how I was supposed to feel. This is fantastic. I don't care if I go bald, which is the only thing I was scared about. <laughs> so, like the only thing. Yeah. So, so far, uh, so good. It looks like so far. It's like it, the hairlines were seen a little bit, but I actually, I prefer the male hairline. So it's good. It's still there. It's a little bit thinner. It's a little bit floppier. Floppier. So much floppier. Oh my God. Yeah. No. I submitted an intent for a doctor's appointment to talk about tea, but um, for a new doctor, just because I didn't want to do it through my doctor, which has been the holdup and why I haven't done it yet is because in the middle of quarantine, I didn't want to find a new one, but now it's just like, I'm done waiting, but um, I'm just waiting to hear back. Yeah. I remember like I went to Planned Parenthood because that's the only place we can get testosterone in my town. And they're like, you know, there's other ways you can transition your body other than going on tea. And they're like, you can get top surgery. And I was like, done, totally done, <laughs> off. <laughs> like, and I was like, I've been thinking about this for years. And they're like, yeah, typically that's like, people like, cause they have to go through all the things that can happen with you at Planned Parenthood. And I was mm-hmm. like, I know, I know, I know, I know. We're good. They're gone. Don't worry about it. <laughs> but, um. Yeah, I remember being like, because I, to get top surgery, I had to call, I had Kaiser insurance and you have to call a trans hotline and you have to like call this phone number and you have to say, I'm trans and then you can get services. And it took me months to do that. Like, I was so scared just to call. Bureaucracy never fails to amaze me. 
I was going by like three different names at that time, depending on like who called me. Mm-hmm. And I, like, I totally fronted how masculine I was with other people <laughs> to get You're top surgery. To find that spot. Huh? Yeah. And it, to get top surgery, like at the time you had to be a male and yeah. I didn't, I did not think I was a male. So I totally lied my way through that entire process to get it covered by insurance. But Sorry, you're insurance. gonna hear this. And- I know it's like I'm not gonna say anything about some other people that helped me out. But it's yeah. worth it, and you still are very happy with it. Yeah, I mean, it's not like they're gonna give back to me. If <laughs> Here's some glue. Yeah. <laughs> Here's a sports bra and some glue. Have fun. <laughs> oh, I can try and pull the lizard out before we hang up. Please. <laughs> Also, just put that little clip of audio in the podcast. <laughs> like, just open with that. Pull the lizard out. <laughs> the last thing I want to ask you guys is if you have any advice for dating either as a trans person or dating a trans person, respectively. Go ahead, babe. Okay, thank you. I guess my mine's kind of a selfish. I don't know if it's a selfish response or, or a public service announcement. Oh my god! <laughs> Being on testosterone's awesome, but it's like super hard. Also, at the same time, like you're injecting your body with hormones once a week, yeah. and and Tessa knows this. Like y- you have a cycle. It's like it's before you know, like when I would menstruate. Like I knew what my cycle was, right? But that would typically give me like 34 days to figure out my emotions. But this is on like a six to seven day cycle. Mm-hmm. Um, and when you're dating someone, they're also involved with that cycle. So <laughs> I'm also getting a lizard shoved in my face right now. I'm sorry. <laughs> Don't call me that. <laughs> what did you call me? So I, I think like, Tessa has had to learn my testosterone schedule, which she shouldn't have to, but also benefits both of us in the end, which is helpful. I also just sometimes um, do things I wouldn't normally have done before just because testosterone does make you feel different in a certain way, which sometimes it's really surprising when I do those things. So I don't know. Taking hormones is weird. I can't cry. That's weird. So, and then I'm crying for the both of us. Yeah. (laughs) It's just, it's a, it's a thing. (laughs) So that's my announcement about being trans. Perfect. Well, I don't have a public service announcement, (laughs) but um, I think that what I've learned the most in this is how to be patient with another person, especially someone who, and this is not all trans people, but someone who is injecting themselves with hormones and has recently come out as trans and is figuring out who they are and has to learn how to date another person and be able to express their feelings. And, you know, there's been a lot of challenges with that. And I think being patient and trying to be understanding and empathetic and learn you know, what's going on with them. And also really figuring out that like gender isn't binary. And we talked about this earlier, um, but that it's, you know, it's different and you can't 
like, I don't, I can't think of Bo as like my boyfriend because it doesn't, it's not what it is. And I don't know, that wasn't as eloquent as I meant to say it, but I love it. Those are my thoughts. Well, thank you guys. I really appreciate it. Yeah. Anything else you want to, any other wisdom to depart on the world? Drink water. Important. Get a TikTok. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Don't use gender terms in your emails. Hey, ladies. Do you know (laughs) the fucking emails I get like that? (laughs) Oh. Put your pronouns in your email signature. Yep. They're not preferred. They're just your pronouns. I love this. Keep going. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> the patriarchy. Yeah, yeah, right. Down with men. Both <laughs> <laughs> well, of the world unite. <laughs> we already knew those things. Oh. He's just spinning in circles. And eat your carbon cheese. It makes you feel good. Mm-hmm. don't wait too long to take your testosterone shot <laughs> I, need to take it. I know you do <laughs> <laughs> oh and stay home don't go do your thanksgiving yeah it amazes me how many people are just kind of pretending this isn't happening Mm-hmm. Thank you so much again to both Bo and Tessa. This episode has been a complete blast. You can find them on Instagram at Bo, B-O-W, underscore Jerns, J-E-R-N-S, and Tessa at Tin Can Tina Tuna. And you can find me at Bo Brads or us at Bo My God Pod. Thanks, and we'll see you next time. <laughs>